Meet the Skywalkers by Frodogenic. Read by Sam Gabriel. Based on the works of George Lucas. Chapter 3 Skywalker stayed locked away in the holocom chamber for 45 minutes. When he reappeared, he looked twice as exhausted as before. Piet felt a vague nausea which could not be put down to out-of-date rations. I take it your sister is less than pleased. Skywalker pinched the bridge of his nose. Let me put it this way. Imagine taking my father's temper, compressing it into a third of the volume, and pumping it full of estrogen. Piet contemplated that charming image for a minute or two before deciding there was really only one thing to say. Would you care to join me for a drink? Please, said Skywalker fervently. Piet led the way to the lounge, quite empty at this hour. I'm afraid all I can offer is some concoction our crew calls Starshine. I should warn you it may very well be made of 75% recycled engine coolant. Skywalker took a tumbler, grinning as Piet filled it. You don't want to know what we used to make it out of. Piet raised an inquiring eyebrow. Let's just say it's amazing how many things you can do with a tauntaun. He tossed back the tumbler in one go. You're right, I don't want to know. Piet offered the decanter again. Unless you wish to rejoin Lord Vader. Not just yet. That was a lot for anyone to absorb. Piet raised his glass in fervent agreement. He would have liked to escape to the privacy of a meditation sphere himself, but somebody had to be the diplomat of this ship, and stars knew it wasn't going to be Lord Vader. So, you're retired from insurrection. What fills your time these days? I teach. Teach what? The Jedi Knights. I established a praxium. About two hundred students have come through now. Piet tried and failed not to be visibly disgusted at the word Jedi. Generously, Skywalker changed the subject. Occasionally, I also serve as a guest instructor at the flight school in Anaxes. One of my old wingmates is the Commandant now. The words Anaxes and flight school triangulated with the name Skywalker and generated one of the compliments he had been failing to invent. I understand you once aspired to attend the Academy. I've often thought it was greatly to our loss that you did not. Skywalker planted his drink on the credenza, a bit too forcefully. I'm afraid personal difficulties intervened. On second thought, that had been a bad subject to touch on. Like a failing monkey lizard lunging for a vine, Piet snatched for a tangent. I suppose you received your training through the Alliance, then? It was more of a practical exam. I only got an hour of sim time before they sent us up at Yavin. Piet's glass stopped halfway to his lips. My gods, what were they thinking? Skywalker shrugged. There wasn't much of an alternative if the Alliance was going to live another day. Piet had had friends on that station who hadn't lived another day, courtesy of the man drinking his booze. A glorious victory indeed. He took a rather long swallow. An expensive one. Piet's lip curled. I'd say the rate of exchange that day was solidly in the Rebellion's favor. Have you any idea how many personnel were assigned to that station? One million five hundred and fifty-six thousand two hundred and ninety-six. Skywalker's rock-steady gaze held his, not including any civilians or unregistered detainees who might have been aboard. Just giving me a chance to take the shot cost forty-six men their lives, one of them my oldest friend. I call that an expensive victory, yes. Nobody twisted your arms, Skywalker, Piet snapped. You chose to get in that cockpit. He shrugged. True. I could have stayed home and been shot with my aunt and uncle instead, or gotten to Alderaan a couple of hours earlier. 
and been vaporized by the other two billion people there? Will that have been the upstanding thing to do? Piet retreated uncomfortably toward the viewport. I don't condone the deaths of civilians. The Empire made mistakes, I grant you. He grasped his hands behind his back and turned back to Skywalker. But it was worth serving, nonetheless. Skywalker helped himself to a seat and leaned his elbows on his knees, bestowing on his host what might be the most disarming smile in the known galaxy. For the millionth time that afternoon, Piet tried to work out how you could plug a Darth Vader into one end of the reproductive cycle and get a Luke Skywalker at the other. What a woman his mother must have been. I never said the Empire had no good features. He sure had us beat for military discipline. Of course we did. You're a ragtag band of juvenile delinquents and deserters. No argument there. There are probably fifty times my squad just about saved the Empire the trouble of killing me. Piet waged war with a treacherous grin. We would have had to get our hands on you first. Your talents as an escape artist border on the supernatural, as I recall. Skywalker grinned in turn. My wife calls it the Tatooine Corollary to Murphy's Law. Any situation involving a Skywalker will immediately escalate to the worst possible scenario, then be resolved in the least probable fashion. Ah, said Piet, that explains Bespin, and Endor, and Hoth. Carthless, said Skywalker, thinking back. You'd have been there, too. Piet made a noise of mild interest. I was never convinced you were actually on Carthless. Why's that? Piet waved a dismissive hand. Bounty hunters. That scum will say anything to make a credit. Hey now, those were some of the most considerate bounty hunters I've ever met. I almost felt bad for escaping. He held up his thumb and forefinger, and urged a light glint in his eye. Almost. Is that why you spent half a day hiding in the asteroid belt? They had wasted hours supervising recon flights in and around that damned asteroid belt, all because Lord Vader insisted he could sense a locus for the Force within it. This was not the kind of intelligence that qualified as actionable in Piet's book, nor indeed the book of anyone whose name was not Darth Vader. After twelve hours and nine minutes he had actually dared to tell the man so. Not two minutes later a ship had darted out of the belt, lingering just long enough for Vader to turn an indisputably smug look at Piet before it scooted to hyperspace. And that's the Falcon for you. Fastest hyperdrive in the galaxy unless you actually need to use it. Ever tried to hotwire a motivator assembly without blueprints while sonic sounding charges are hammering over your head? No. But I have had to respectfully disagree with Lord Vader's orders a time or two. Before either of them knew it, they were laughing uproariously. You missed your calling, Skywalker, Piet said, stepping into the antechamber of Vader's quarters. You should have been a diplomat. Skywalker, sitting cross-legged on the floor doing something mystical, raised an eyebrow. Why's that? Our scopes have just registered the Millennium Falcon approaching from the outer system. I shall not doubt your powers of persuasion again. After monopolizing Piet's holodeck for several days, Skywalker claimed he had convinced his sister to extend a truce long enough to speak in person with their father. Vader had been hibernating. One could not call it sulking and expect to live ever since leaving Piet to make all the arrangements for welcoming a galactic ruler in style, until Skywalker robbed him of even this small comfort by informing him that the visit was being conducted in secret, and formal receptions were therefore off-limits. "'You don't persuade Leia, you outlast her,' said Skywalker, who, despite his forty-plus years had the knees of a Juvian grasshopper, stood up hands-free and wrapped on the outer shell of Vader's sealed hyperbaric chamber. 
Appointed silence held for thirty seconds before the Acolyte Chamber hatched a glowering Sith Lord. What is it you want? They're here. Will you come to the hangar with me? He flicked a mischievous grin at Piet. I am technically under arrest. Vader stood and boomed. Behave yourself, or I will be inclined to keep you that way. Piet tailed them to the hangar. He had not been specifically invited. But he hadn't been forbidden either, and therefore felt at liberty to indulge his curiosity under the pretense of being a considerate host. They arrived in time to see the Millennium Falcon just setting down on her landing struts. My gods, Piet thought to himself, that thing's still flying. Idly, he wondered what percentage of it had been replaced since he last laid eyes on it. None of the components looked less than three decades old. Perhaps Solo bought ready-junked ship parts. I see Captain Solo's maintenance standards remain non-existent, Vader seethed. He seemed to consider the appearance of his son-in-law's Starcraft a personal affront, as though Solo had collected decades of dents and dings for the sole purpose of annoying him. That freighter would lower the value of a junkyard. Bath the shit, said Skywalker. You're just jealous she isn't yours. That ship should be so lucky. Only over Han's dead body. From his vantage point on Vader's right side, Piet saw the man finger his lightsaber longingly, eyes on the Falcon's cockpit. The landing ramp descended. Piet clasped his hands behind his back to stop a slight nervous shaking. True, their fate depended on this meeting going well, and true, the odds of that were practically nil. But to betray any concern over this would be unprofessional. Two minutes crept by with no sign of any passengers. Vader shifted. Four minutes. Vader paced. Skywalker tensed slightly. Five minutes. Perhaps Captain Solo has forgotten the combination to unseal his smuggling compartments, Vader suggested. I seem to recall there is preferred travel arrangement. Skywalker shot him a reproving look. Just be patient. Piet felt the beginnings of a cold sweat coming on. Seven minutes. With a sharp intake of breath, Vader stormed towards the ramp. He was just ducking under the overhang of the ship when a blaster bolt greeted him from within. The Dark Lord's hand flashed up, and to the goggle-eyed amazement of Piet, the bolt bounced off into the hull of the ship. His glove wasn't even singed. Three decades and the man still had cards up his sleeve. Well, sweetheart! shouted someone inside. It's your old man, all right. Beside Piet, Skywalker gave a short groan and kneaded his forehead. The text of this story can be found on AO3 and fanfiction.net. The music is Guitar Blues by Sylvester Weaver. Special thanks to Sakiko. For more stories that I've read, visit my website at samgabrielvo.com. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.